0: dealing with head injury the tech has advanced
1: Uh, nine different tests. it takes about seven eight minutes to take the test Um, very similar to playing with gamified it works very similar to playing a video game Um, and these tests are measuring these different parts of your brain
0: That's Mike Piha, CEO of HitCheck, a testing system that is helping diagnose the severity of and recovery from concussions. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The issue of head injury in contact sports has been publicly discussed and debated for some time now, and sports in general are making a number of changes in the name of safety including less practice, oftentimes practice with less sanctioned hitting, and obviously a lot of development in protective gear. But concussions can't be avoided, and for some whose athletic careers are behind them and occurred before all these measures took hold, there is a need to deal with the ramifications. Our guest this week is Mike Piha, who's the CEO of HitCheck, which is a mobile cognitive assessment aid that helps track individuals' unique brain performance over time. Hi, Mike. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you.
0: Um, So tell our listeners a little bit about HitCheck and and what you guys do.
1: Yeah. So um, HitCheck is a mobile app that's available on a mobile, any uh, mobile smartphone, and it helps screen for signs of concussion. So the way that the app works, um, it's used by, uh, teams, mainly in, in, um, high schools, youth leagues, uh, the collegiate level and in some sports of the professional level. And the way it works is you uh, download an app and you take a baseline test and a baseline contest test consists of, uh, nine different tests. It takes about seven, eight minutes to take the test, um, Very similar to playing with gamified. It works very similar to playing a video game. Um, And these tests are measuring these different parts of your brain. Um, Once the the baseline is completed, it's stored in the the cloud. And if something was to occur or a suspected concussion, you retake the test and it compares the results, what we call a post-test, to the baseline test. And it gives you indications if there's um, cognitive decline in any of these areas areas are such as um, uh, memory, long-term, short-term, uh, balance, um, things like that. So it's, uh, very, it takes about, again, seven minutes to uh, take the test. Um, it's usually administrated by an athletic trainer or somebody from a medical professional background that can take a look at it, and then it just gives you an indication uh, if there's a decline in your, your cognitive behavior and um, for you know, the review.
0: Um, so do you answer questions how, how does this work
1: yeah it's more activities so for example um, one of the tests consists of, of a memory test so uh, seven words will come up on the screen um, they're in uh, circles they come up and and it tells you to memorize the words and then they'll disappear and then about 30 words come up and they're all in little circles around around the phone and then you have to um, find the words that were the seven words that were on there originally so that's giving that's measuring um and then there's one where there's a um the phone is used as a balance and you're basically holding the phone up and you're standing on one foot and you're actually balancing um, the phone and you're trying to keep it there's there's colors in there and you're trying to keep it green and every time it, it slides off if the phone moves off so if you're concussed you're not gonna be able to stand up and the phone's gonna start moving, it's gonna go red and you keep trying to bring it back to green. And then there's a, a one which uh, we call the coordination test, which you're holding the phone and there's a car in the road and you're basically trying to drive the car down the road with the phone. So very similar to a video game experience. Um, there's a color recognition test where you're recognizing color. So it just asks you, you know, is this, is this red? And you know, or is this blue? And it asks you different colors. So it's basically activities. So they're not questions; they're more activities that you're you're performing.
0: How do you take into account, you know, because this is a, happens in a game, and you want you want to um and you want to assess somebody. How do you take into account adrenaline, fatigue, those type of things that go alongside with trying to correctly assess somebody's health at that moment?
1: Through our, we've done, um, you know, obviously several clinical studies and studies with athletes um, under a pretty high-stress um, fatigue, you know, they're in a game or just running or, you know, even on a treadmill or something, We, you know, we test these individuals. So, um, you know, the, the test, the the obviously the baseline test is taken, you know, before, you know, there's a hit or before anything. So it's at a normal state, what do we call it? The post-test will be taken, usually it's it's not, You know, immediately after the hit, it would usually be, you know, three, three to five minutes after the hit, or it could be an hour after, you know, a suspected hit. Um, but the, the, you know, uh, studies that we've done, the, um, you know, where we've, we've put high levels of stress on the athlete, um, versus, you know, no stress at all, um, the comparisons are very similar because when the brain, when the brain's affected, by a cognitive or a concussion, um, it's, you know you're going to fail these tests um, no matter what. Um, you know, there's there's another question that because it's very similar, like I said, to a video game. You know, what if an athlete just practiced and practiced and practiced? Are they going to be better at the test? You know, when they take it when they're at a cognitive state, um, you know, of a of a severe hit or something? And the answer is no. They're they're not going to be able to do it. The tests are pretty random. And it's still, well, you know, the the issues that affect your brain, um, you can't control. There's nothing you can do. You can't control them. And like I said, even at a high level of, um, for example, balance, you know, where you're standing there with balance, um, if you're fatigued, your balance still can be at a a fairly high level. If you're concussed, your balance is completely off. So there's a big difference between that. And we have different deviations where it's being measured. So you could have um, there's three levels of deviations of normal, and we color code them. There's an orange and there's a red. A red is two deviations away from your normal state, and that's you know when anything is in that particular um, level. There's usually um, you know through our um, tests that we've done, it's usually over 90% accurate that there's there's some sort of cognitive um, decline in your in your
0: normal. All right. So this is. I, this feels like a naive question, but There's part of me that goes, when I think about this, like, it's got to be scary for someone who is realizing in real time they're failing this, right? Like, how do you kind of, how do you kind of go through or think through the dissemination of you clearly have a concussion? You know what I mean?
1: Well, like I said, most, you know, most of the tests, it's it's recommended the test is done by a medical professional. And what I mean by a medical professional is obviously an athletic trainer or an MD. So they're administrating the test to the athlete. And, you know, the athlete's taking it and they realize that they're failing the test. Um, But, you know, I think it's it's probably the biggest problem that we have out there is, you know, the reason we came up with, um, you know, our medical team that came up with the idea of, you know, taking a test and making it, more um, user-friendly, making it um, you know a, a quicker test than what's been out there. Is that early detection is just you know super critical to you know identifying you know if there's a problem because you know a brain injury is an invisible injury. Yeah, it's not it's not like a knee injury or an elbow injury where you could see you know there's there's definitely something wrong or you can't walk or you can't move it. Um, it's it's not easy to detect you know, a brain injury, and you'll have athletes go to, you know, um, a different doctor and they'll get a different um, diagnosis on a concussion, you know, say, hey, you're you're okay, you're fine, or say, no, this is severe. Yeah. So, you know, depending on the doctor. So, yeah, it could be shocking, you know, for an athlete, and you know, and then there's the problem that most athletes don't want to leave a game. Right. And they don't, feel, you know, they don't feel because they've been hit and maybe they're even you know, maybe they're even knocked out, but even if they're, they're just hit and they get a little dizzy or something, um, you know, they want to get back in the game. And, and a lot of times the coach wants them back in the game. So that, that's the problem that we're really tackling is, you know, it's such a, such a difficult injury to detect, you know, and our, you know, we're not detecting a concussion. We're basically get, detecting signs of, you know, a decline in your brain. Yeah. And that's you know that's basically what what we're trying to do is help out the individual that's making that decision and giving them some you know accurate data um, because the apps also you you know the test is also used for recovery so you know if you're you know let's say the the issue you know an incident happens the athlete um, fails the test goes and sees a you know medical expert um you know, could be the next day. And I said, yes, you definitely have a severe concussion. You're out for, you know, 10 to 15 days or longer. During that period, you can continue to take the test and just monitor where you are. And you can almost self-monitor, you know, by taking the test every day. And, you know, you're going to, you're not going to be able to return to play until that medical professional gives you the thumbs up. But you can continue to take the test and share the data with the with that medical process. yeah, and they could kind of see your progress you know, throughout the, you know, whatever the protocol is, usually it's 10 days.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I mean, like, I, I listen, I'd rather know than not know. Obviously, if I was someone who was affected by something like this, but the human nature part of this always goes to you take tests for any other medical thing and the doctor says, I'll give you the results. They don't do it in real time on you. Or if you're in an accident, what's the first thing that the medical professionals tell you to do? try to be calm, like be calm, be calm. We're going to try to calm you down. This feels like potentially there's a stress add to it. And I don't know if that exacerbates any of it or not. Maybe it doesn't, you know what I mean? Maybe it doesn't exacerbate it.
1: Yeah. We, I mean, one comparison that we, we use is, you know, a a thermometer, if you're taking your temperature, you know, if you're not feeling good and you take a temperature and you have a high temperature, you know, something's wrong, but usually you don't know what it is. You just know that you, your temper, your body temperature is not at a normal state. So you know, taking this test has some similarities to that, where you know you know your brain isn't bad; at its normal state. So you know, it's I mean, it is a it's you know, in the in the past, most you know most concussions, if if you you know if you ever experienced it as an athlete or seen you know you know it it's the CDC actually you know provided some a process where you know. You, you basically watch somebody's finger and you move the finger back and forth. And, yeah. you, know, you watch their eyes. You ask them questions. Um, we call these um, symptoms. And you're, you're basically checking their symptoms um, for um, cognitive decline. Yeah. And usually the person doing that, you know, if, if there's a trainer available or somebody, but a lot of times it's a coach or you know, a parent or somebody that would do that that really doesn't have the knowledge to even understand what they're doing. Um, but that, that's that been the way, you know, that you've been able to do it. There are several, you know, tests, uh, physical and questions that you can ask to try to see, you know, where they're at.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, take me through the, the time part of it, too. Um, obviously, and you referenced this, there's some people that are just going to get up and say, I'm fine, and try to go back into a game that's happened regularly. Maybe it's a little different now, but in the past, certainly that was the case, and, and against... All advice, obviously, to do something like that. Um, you said the test takes seven to eight minutes. That can be a lifetime um, in a game. Can you kind of take me through the idea of, of the length of time necessitated and how this works within the concept of it, it just happened and we want to diagnose this as closely as we can?
1: There are some protocols, and there's actually state laws in, in every state in, in most um, team contact, in most sports. Um, and specifically in youth and high school, that if an athlete's removed from play for a, just for a suspected concussion, they're not allowed to return. So in any sport, that's actually in all 50 states, that's a law. Now, does that happen? Absolutely not. You know, it's not. In fact, there was a, I think it was in San Francisco, there was a, um, uh, one of the news stations did a, a segment on this, and they went around, to I think, like 15 or 20 high school grounds and asked them about it, and I think uh, 95% of them didn't know the box. <laughs> so, but, the, you know, in reality, if somebody's removed from, you know, a suspected head injury, they're not supposed to return, the value of the app is it's going to give you an indication of how severe it really is. So, you know, if you do remove them from let's say the protocol is, is understood and they're not allowed to come back to play. You don't just take them out and sit them on the bench and say, hey, you know, you might, have, you know, you might have a concussion, go see a doctor the next day. Um, taking the test really gives, you know, the indication and collects the data, you know, right after in real time, right after the incident where the medical person that's really making the call, if they're concussed or not, has information, you know, that they normally wouldn't have. So, that's the the that's the concept, but reality is that sometimes, and maybe most of the time, an athlete's removed, you know, from play. Um, you know, a trainer will look at them, and that usually takes about three to five minutes, maybe longer. That they're, you know, when they're removed from play, forget they're using any type of um, technology or tool like hip check. You know, it's usually going to take five minutes for a trainer to do the type of test they do if they don't have a tool yeah. because they're going to, they're going to, you know, look at their eyes. They're going to have them do some sort of balance test. So they're going to, you know, and, and there's, there's some standard, what we call a symptoms test. And if you're familiar with it, it's called SCAT five is kind of the most pot one that's been around the longest and it's 22 questions and it takes about, it's about three to four minutes to take that test. So usually that, that, that time period is usually going to be around five to seven minutes mm-hmm. or longer you know, to examine somebody. So one of our goals when we put together the test, there's some other tests in the market that take 20 minutes or longer. And they even, you even have to, you know, use a PC or, you know, not, you couldn't do it at a sideline or a locker room or even at home. Um, So, you know, our goal was that we wanted this test, you know, to be in a time period, you know, that, that's not going to lose the interest number one of the test because a lot of these, the, um, you know, younger athletes. Um, you know, just the the attention span of trying to get them to take a test like that. Sometimes, you know, if it's 20 minutes, it, it, they're going to lose them. Um,
0: with your technology and, and others, and obviously, you know, the the public recognition of this problem, especially in in many contact sports, there's obviously been some change. I, I'm curious your perspective on what leagues and teams and laws and schools are doing. And have you seen a, a concerted effort to, and has there been results of fewer head injuries happening in and around sports?
1: There's been a lot of change, especially over the last two years, uh, or so I'd say three years, you know, where there's, there's been change. And, um, you know, there's, there's different areas that are important. You know, one of them is education. So just understanding what a concussion is and learning about it. We have a partnership with a, a group called Crash Course out of Stanford University, and they put together a phenomenal education tool for athletes to understand, you know, what it I mean, they actually do it kind of in, in real time to show what a concussion feels like and, you know, what it really is. Because most young, especially young athletes, have no idea. You know, they just think, oh, it's, it's a head injury. But what is it really? What does it really feel like? So education's really improved. Um, I think it's given, um, you know, parents, coaches, um, a little more competent in, you know, in letting their their children play a contact sport. So um, also the equipment. Um, you know, you can have a, the the greatest best protective football helmet on or you know, whatever. And it's still not going to stop you from receiving, you know, an impact to your head because you can get a concussion, you know, without an impact to the head. You can get one from explosion, you know, in the military. We, we also work with the military, the U S army and the U S air force. And, um, you know, explosions can cause a concussion. So it's not necessarily just an impact to the head. So, but the equipment has obviously improved and, you know, all the manufacturers um, are, you know, helping to reduce um the impact, you know, by by the equipment that they have. And then the, the third one is the testing. And, you know, like our product, hit check, um, the testing has improved. I mean, three five years ago there really wasn't a test on the market that you could take um, you know, in a in a um in real time and right after. So, you know, all three of those are are, are the areas of concern that, you know everybody has but there there are areas of your question on you know is there is data that shows you know the data has gone up that there's more concussions being identified but that's because we now have tools to you know to measure yeah so we, we did in the past and so there weren't no one was measuring concussions so when it became you know um, more of an of a, you know of an issue um, I think the data has gone up but there's also proof that um, you know the injuries um, from you know from a concussion. I mean, there's there's you know statistics out there that say um, you know it's increased five times since 2010. That the at um, youth athletic athlete concussions have increased, but again, we're measuring them now. Yeah, and they weren't then. And then the big issue is that 30 about. 30 to 40% of athletes will return to play when they're concussed. In other words, they'll come out of a game, they'll come out of a practice, and it's more practice than games where they'll come, you know, like you're at a practice, kid hits the head, um, coach takes a look at it, and they go right back in. And that's, that's where it can become really serious because if you're concussed and you go back out and if you're hit again, um, you know, you, you could have some, some severe um, damage.
0: All right. Last thing for you, you have a partnership with the um, NFL Alumni Association. So we've talked a lot about what's happening now and, and what we're trying to do to try to stem the tide of these head injuries. Um, I think a lot of these players in the past didn't know what they didn't know. So uh, how are you working with um, the NFL and other alumni of contact sports as they kind of navigate post athletic careers?
1: Yeah, so we, um, we started, um, conversations with the NFL alumni about a year ago. We just, um, completed a partnership with them in early September. And what we're doing with them is, you know, they have a, their mission is basically caring for their own. Um, that's, you know, caring for the NFL alumni, but it's also caring for kids and caring for their community. So that's kind of the, the three Um, areas that the NFL alumni focused on. And so the, you know, caring for, you know, their own, it's basically their, you know, their own um, alumni out there. And, you know, they're not, they're not going out and, you know, having contact right now, obviously, but, but um, they're, they're really, really um, concerned about, you know, their health and, but they're concerned about the, the health of the youth and within their communities. So there's 35 alumni um, chapters throughout the country, and one of the, one of our missions with the NFL alumni is for them to um, step up and, you know, they, they have a, obviously, um, you know, in each community, they have um, a lot of uh, recognition as, you know, an athlete and somebody that can help um, the youth, and so, they're going around. They're going to, uh, going around to the different high schools, youth programs, and really promoting um, our product and how it can you know, help the programs, the youth programs, and the um, high school programs and even collegiate programs out there. Um, so that, that's that's you know kind of the, how the partners partnership is working. Um, we work with Bart Oates, um, Lee Woodall. Um, out of their headquarter office and and then some other you know athletes that uh, have a high level of concern for that so you know football in general and at youth the youth at the high school level is declining you know in certain areas at 20 to 30 percent yeah so and a lot of it is you know the concern for injury and you know the majority of the of the parents that are concerned is you know the the um, traumatic brain injury or yeah. head injury. So not that they're trying to promote, you know, that you have to play, but they're, they're just trying to promote that football can be a safer game, um, you know, if we do the, the right thing. And I already mentioned that earlier, but it's, you know, the right, having great equipment, being educated on what a concussion is, and being able to have the equipment like hip check where you could test, you know, immediately up front and, and know when... You know, the athlete shouldn't be allowed to play anymore because you're not going to, it's, it, you know, any contact sport, you can't take the contact out of the sport. Right. Or it changes the sport. I mean, there's even some statistics on flag football, you know, because a lot of parents will say, well, I'm just going to have my, my son or daughter play flag football because it's not, you know, there's no contact in it. And flag football, you know, also has a, um, you know, a level of contact it's an elbow hitting a head or a head hitting a, you know, a knee or a head hitting the ground, um, there's still, um, risk of, you know, a cognitive or a concussion, um, in a sport like that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Mike Piha is the CEO of HitCheck. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks.
0: Families have a lot going on. On the next Future Sport Podcast, we'll dive into the latest in sports tech venture.
1: And our idea is we wanna bring the future of a fan and athlete experiences to life through those collaborations. And So we welcome NBC Sports and a couple others uh, this past year's new new partners, but we have um, about uh, 14 or 15 partners now and, and still growing.
0: That's Fielding Jameson, Senior Strategy Director with the Global Sports Venture Studio, where they're diving headfirst into innovation in the sports tech and media landscape. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.